Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Leftist Rate Show. It is Friday, May 15th, 2020, and I am your host, Scott Fullerton. Thanks so much for tuning in. It is our last show of the week, show five of five. I appreciate you tuning in all week long. And i got another great one for you. got two fantastic interviews coming up and a special fitness minute with our special correspondent, Jake Dean Taylor, will be on in just a couple of moments. Hope you guys are ready for the weekend ahead. As I said, it feels like a weekend for the first time in Northeast Ohio because things are starting to open up. As of today, hair salons and Outsore patios for restaurants have opened along all retail open on Tuesday. And today was outdoor patio seating for restaurants along with pickup and takeout and hair salons and tattoo parlors and day spas. And then next week is going to be inside seating restaurants at a limited capacity and some other things. So I got to tell you the tale of two haircuts. So if you're not following me on social media and you really should be, um, you can do that at, at Left of Straight on Twitter and Instagram. That's L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight. So here is my tale of two haircuts. So today was a big day. They're opening up. Nobody was taking any reservations, appointments, or anything up till today. Everyone had to, like, just figure it out on their own this morning, right? So you knew that was going to be a cluster muck waiting to happen, right? So anyway, poor mother, my 81-year-old mother has not had her hair done in 10 weeks and has been not happy about it. She goes about every two to four weeks and gets it nice and set up and everything, and then every month to two months she'll get some color and a cut and everything like that. Well, it's been 10 weeks. She was not having it. So she said, well, take me by the salon. It opens at 9 o'clock. No problem. So we get there at quarter to 9 There's two other people outside. They tell us you have to make reservations online. You can only do it online. You have to call or you have to call. You have to call. That was it. So we tried to call and the line was busy. Oh, the line won't be unbusy until 9 o'clock. So now there's five or six of us by the time 9 o'clock rolls around, and we're all calling it still busy. So all of a sudden she comes out and says, well, the phone system is not working right now. Give us your number. We'll call you and we'll bring you in. So my mom thought she meant they were going to call her later that day. 
So she gives them our house number. We drive home. And, of course, as soon as we get home, they call and say, okay, you're ready. So we had to drive back there again. So anyway, she got in, though. Good news for her. And she got her hair colored and cut and looking beautiful. So go, Mom. So I want to get my hair cut, right? I cut it myself. You guys saw pictures on social media where I used the trimmers I bought at Walmart, but it's really uneven. I didn't know how to even it up. So I wanted to get that taken care of. So I go to where I get my hair cut, and it's, it has an online check-in. So I try to online check-in. It says online check-in is not available at this location. So I try to call the store. It says you have to do online check-in. Great. So after I drop mom off, I drive over there to try to get an appointment for me. They said, okay, it's an eight-hour wait. Eight-hour wait. This was at 930 in the morning. Eight-hour wait. Okay, put me down. I want to get it done. That'll be 5.30. Don't have a show till 9. I have some interviews to do and stuff like that. No problem. So, of course, what happens, but I have our good buddy Levi Christ scheduled for an interview this afternoon, and 10 minutes before Levi's interview comes up, an hour and a half earlier from when they said I was supposed to have my appointment, they say, oh, your stylist is ready. Come on down. And I had to interview Levi Christ. I said had to. I should say get to because Levi Christ, if you haven't got his new um, album out right now, oh, my God, he has an EP out with five songs on it. He covers uh, George Michael's Faith. He has four original songs. He'll be on a week from Monday for Musical Monday with an excellent talk. He's been a great friend of the show. Handsome, southern, charmed, gentleman, married. Sorry, guys. Um, and so I'm going to say from now on the Levi Christ made my hair look like this because I had to do my interview with him and I couldn't go to my appointment, even though they called me an hour and a half early. So that's my tale of two haircuts. Are you excited about it as I am? Maybe not. Did I lose you? I got some good interviews coming up. Hold that thought. In just a couple of seconds, we're going to have Jake Taylor with our very first fit Friday fitness minute. And he's going to give us some little clues on things we can do. Just like I, said, so I thought I'd bring a council of experts on the show. So we had yesterday, Stephanie Schroeder did her very first mental health minute and gave us some great clues on there. Uh, I had a musical Monday help from Zach Day earlier in the week. I had all sorts of good people that I have as my council of elders that are going to be giving us some great advice. So today is going to be Jake Taylor in just a couple moments. That my two interviews today, you get four people for the price of two. Woohoo! Coming up first is going to be Jeremy LaRue and Clayton James. Jeremy wrote and directed this great short film called Dominant Chord about a country western singer that is outed. And Clayton James is a straight ally to our community that plays the outed country music star. And great interview with them. They're both from Canada. They called in from Canada. It's a pre-taped interview from early last week. And it was a great conversation with them. Jeremy has an amazing website. He writes. He directs. He does so many great things. Clayton has been in Hallmark movies and all sorts of fun things, plus a little cartoon that they made in Canada into a, a live-action film that we'll talk about in the interview. So that was kind of fun. 
Then keeping the Canada connection going for the second hour here, my interview is going to be with Scotty Dynamo and Mike Heslin. If you don't know Scotty Dynamo, he's a fantastic singer. He's also an actor, and he lives up in Toronto. And his partner, Mike, is another actor. They're an amazing couple. They do great things on TikTok and YouTube. And Scotty's had a YouTube channel forever and makes great music. So they will be on for the second half of the show. So lots and lots of really great guests today. You're going to be excited. We're going to play a quick little song here. And then when we come back, we're going to have Jake Taylor with our first ever Friday Fitness Minute. And then we'll get to the interviews. Here's Top Shelf by our buddy Brandon Stansel.
All righty, we are back. That is Brandon Stanso with Top Shelf. His music is featured in the movie Dominic Cord, which is going to be our first two guests in just a couple of seconds, our first interview. But my first guest, I'm so excited to bring on our very special correspondent for the very first Friday Fitness Minute. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Jake Dean Taylor. Jake, how you doing, buddy? I am doing so well, Scott. Thank you so much for having me on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. I appreciate you coming on as one of my experts and special correspondents. Uh, let everyone know a little bit about you and go for it, man. This is your yours to shine on. Oh, my mom would be so proud. Um, awesome. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Jake Dean Taylor. I am a queer actor, model, sketch comedy writer, TV film writer, and personal trainer. I'm certified through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, even though I'm a Jake of all trades, while I'm on the show, I am going to be focusing on fitness. So today I'm going to be focusing on the Friday Five. I've compiled a list of five exercises that you can do while you're working from home and you need to just get up and move and kind of get your body going. So I'm going to fly through them right here. The first movement that I would implore you to do would be laptop wall sits for all you workaholics. If you cannot get away from your laptop, that's okay. We're busy. We're trying to make money for our families. What you can do is get up, grab your laptop, go to your nearest wall, and get down with your back against the wall and your legs at 90 degrees. So you're sitting almost as if in a chair. Put that laptop on your knees as if that's a table and type away for 30 seconds. When you start feeling your legs burn after those 30 seconds, stand right back up, give yourself a little bit of a break, and then go right back down and do that three more times. That is going to activate your isometric um, muscles or your muscles in an isometric way, and it's going to tax you in a way to keep your muscular endurance going so that your muscles don't atrophy while you're sitting for X amount of hours a day. The second movement that we can do is the tall plank email read. And I'm not talking about that read that we all love to do where we're with our friend and they say something silly in the club and you're like, let me read you, girl. I'm talking about reading those emails to get some professional work done, okay? So what you can do is take that beautiful laptop you just had on your knees, place that on the floor, and then place both your hands on the floor, kick those legs back as if you're about ready to do a push-up, and stand in that tall plank position. Now, while you're doing that, you can be reading the email, sending information out on that email. You can be sliding things left and right, doing all that cute stuff. You want to be focusing on that for about 30 seconds. Keep that butt up, squeezed really nice and tight. Keep that belly button to your spine. And you want to do a 30-second rest in between three sets of that, okay? Now, let's move on because we've got this core exercise going. We've got the quads and the booty going. Let's move into lunging for H2O. Now, listen, I know we can all get thirsty when we're talking to boys, we're talking to girls, we're making moments happen, but let's dial it back and talk about ourselves. Sometimes we get really thirsty for some beautiful, beautiful water. So I implore you to get up, walk away from that laptop for a little bit, and do 12 walking lunges to your refrigerator to get some nice, cold, refreshing water. After you've taken that beautiful sip and you're like, oh, I feel it, you take that water, you put it back, do not take it back with you, you put it back in the fridge, and then you lunge your way right back to that cute desk or wherever you're working. Now, every time you want a sip of water, you do 12 walking lunges to get there. That's going to get your legs fired up and ready to go. We've got the lunging out of the way. We've got the tall planks out of the way. We've got the wall sits out of the way. Let's talk about 
pushing the microwave button. I don't know about you. Men push my buttons. Microwaves push my buttons. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. It's our turn to push back, okay? So you're sitting there. You've got this beautiful meal prepped moment happening. You take it out of the fridge. You put it in the microwave. You click one minute just to get it heated up. You know what you can do? You can put your hands on that counter, get in a push-up position, and bang out 12 push-ups. Oh, the microwave isn't done yet? 12 more push-ups. No problem. We want to get that chest activated. We want to get our triceps activated. We want to make sure that we're moving in a full body motion so we can be burning calories while waiting to eat calories. Okay? Now that we've pushed up for the microwave button, we want to go to our last of the Friday Five. That is, oops, I forgot something. <laughs> Never mind. You're sitting in your chair. Oh, my gosh. Something is so important. You've got to get up to get it. You jump up. Wait. Never mind. You go ahead and sit back down. Go ahead and do this 12 times, and this will um, – basically, it'll be squats. So you'll do 12 squats, standing up, jumping down, standing up, getting back down, standing up, getting back down. You'll do that 12 times. You'll rest for 30 seconds, and then you'll spend another 12 reps forgetting something and then saying never mind. Okay? So I'm going to go back through these again with you just to make sure we've got them all. Okay? Number one, laptop wall sit. You'll sit on a wall, legs at 90 degrees as if you're sitting in a chair, three times for 30 seconds with a 30-second rest in between. Okay? You can have your laptop on your knees, and you can continue working. Email reads. You've got that email on the ground. You're in a tall position as if you're about ready to start a push-up. You keep your hips high, and you squeeze your butt, and you read those emails, girl. 30 seconds for each set three times with a 30-second rest in between. Number three, lunging for H2O. Every time you need a tall glass of water, and I'm not talking about that neighbor, you do 12 walking lunges to and from the refrigerator, leaving your water bottle behind, okay? Number four, push for, I'm sorry, excuse me, push the microwave buttons. That microwave has got you teed off. You throw that food in, you push one minute, and you push up until that beeper goes, okay? Number five, oops, I forgot something, never mind. You stand up and you sit right back down in that chair 12 times. You do a 30-second rest, and then you do two more sets of that for a total of three, okay? Now, if this isn't going to get your whole body on fire, I don't know what is. And I know when it comes to a work week, we get very exhausted, very inundated, and even very distracted with our work. As in, we look up, and three hours later, we're like, where did the time go? This is a really great way for you to take a break, get back into yourself, be mindful, listen to your body, and really get yourself moving so that you don't have that poor posture due to the ergonomics of circumstance, essentially, which is getting your hands in front of you for the laptop, typing, kind of hunching over a little bit, forgetting to stand up, your blood flow stops going to your feet. You know, we want to get our body moving, especially in times like this. Now, I encourage you for these five exercises to do it once every hour on the hour. If you have to set a timer, or if you have to have your husband or wife or partner come in and remind you or your children or your dog, do that. And I think that this is going to be a really great way for you to not only keep your work productivity at top notch, but it's also going to keep your spirituality and your mental health in top notch as well, because our mental health and our body are so connected. And if you're feeling right with your brain, you're going to feel right with your body and vice versa. If you're feeling sluggish mentally, if you get up and you kind of get your body working and getting it doing what it's supposed to do, it's almost as if your brain is like, thank you so much for that beautiful morsel of exercise 
and then it's going to hug you and you're going to be so much happier for it. Okay. That's all I have for you guys today. That was the Friday five. Again, my name is Jake Dean Taylor. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Jake Dean Taylor on Twitter. I'm at Jake Dean Taylor. And if you want to be real crazy, you can find me at TikTok at Jake Dean Taylor, even though I don't post too much there. I try not to be like a grandpa when it comes to that. My dance moves are not where they need to be unless you want to see it. And then my dance moves are exactly where you want them to be. Okay. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you in two weeks. Okay. Next week you'll have Jason the week after you'll have me again, and I'll have a whole new set of stuff for you to do. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next time. Jake Dean Taylor. That was so much fun. I didn't have to buy a stretchy band or anything. I love that. Thanks for those great tips. My pleasure. All right, we'll stay on the line for you. That is a Friday Fitness Minute from Jake Dean Taylor. Guys, so happy to have him as part of the Left of Straight family. As he said, he'll be back here every other Friday to give us fantastic tips like this. We're going to go ahead and play out little Brandon Stansel one more time. This is for you. And when I come back, we're going to have our first interview with Jeremy LaRue and Clayton James out of Canada for their new film, Dominic Cord. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. When I begin to turn in the quick, then I can't run. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. I push and pull with all my mind, but it feels like it's not enough. It's gonna be alright. You make me feel alright In moments and seasons We're caught in the deep end, yeah I need a hand to hold me Love me like you know me When it's hard, just breathing You keep my heart beating Love looks like falling every day Till I felt for you
today my next guests are both on the show for the very first time one is a terrific writer director and actor and the other is an amazing actor and they've teamed up together for a terrific short film that'll be debuting on the great streaming service deku which you guys know i love and available for video on demand with vimeo on may 20th it's called dominic cord and i can't wait to dive into this project and talk all about that and more Please welcome to Left of Trade Show for the very first time, Mr. Jeremy LaRue and Clayton James. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Very well, thank you. I'm uh, doing very well. Yes, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. I am excited to have you both on the show. It's an amazing short film. Thank you so much for sharing it with me and my audience. I can't wait for them to see it in a couple of days. How are you guys holding up during Corona Quarantine 2020? Jeremy, are you doing okay out there? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely been uh, different. I mean, I've uh, been working from home for quite a while, so uh, that part of it isn't different. I think just mentally it's different. It's uh, uh, I get a little bit of anxiousness, like going out to the grocery store and things like that. It's so there's there's a new element um, that's that's never been there before. So yeah, right. It's it's uh, it's definitely something new. No, I just said your anxiousness is new, and I'm, I was just laughing. <laughs> just <taking a> <laughs> well, anxious about going outside, okay? There's plenty of other That's things fair. that I could get anxious about. But, uh, yeah, no, the uh, as far as, like, that that aspect of it, I've never been anxious to, you know, venture outside before. So that, that's been my new, my new experience. I understand, understand. And Clayton, talk about how you're holding up. I mean, you had a major life event that you put on hold for this whole quarantine. Talk about how you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's unfortunately had to, oh, not everybody, but a lot of people in the industry have had to put their, their events and lives on hold. But, uh, yeah, we were supposed to get, uh, we are supposed to elope. And the day that uh, that was supposed to happen, we ended up driving back to Canada um, from Los Angeles just to be with family and to make sure my grandfather and uh, was taken care of because I got a, 93-year-old grandpa who's still plugging along, and we've been uh, taking care of him and, and staying at his place and lots of property to uh, work on the house. So luckily I'm not stuck in, in a small apartment like we would have been in Los Angeles, and there's lots to do around here. So definitely keeping busy, um, no short of that. My grandfather and I were making sketch comedy shows, um, you know, and then and I just uh, I got a boat in the driveway that I've been working on too. So definitely just trying to keep myself really mentally busy um but there's we all have our moments i mean yesterday it was just one of those things where 
not working after a while and kind of feeling a little sluggish and just feeling a little, you know, taken aback by kind of how everything is, is gone, but everybody's, there's so many people suffering from it. And I think that, uh, in my situation, I'm very blessed to be able to be with my family and, and hold out pretty well in, in a beautiful city. So. There you go. That's great to hear. Yeah. She's got to be a trooper. Good on your fiance there for being able to put all that on hold and just doing what's important in your life. So that's awesome. I'm glad you guys were able to get back to family because that's so important. Let's go ahead and start with a yeah. little bit of background. I want to know uh, where you grew up, what kind of a kid were you, and what you want to be when you grew up. Jeremy? Oh, wow. Um, so I grew up actually in, in BC, um, and I actually, from a very young age, wanted to be a priest. <laughs> so what? I actually went, yeah, I went to the seminary in grade eight and nine. So I boarded there and uh, quickly realized, well, as as I as I was growing up, that um, I uh, basically when I when I was going through, uh, I guess, growing up and realizing that I was gay, I realized that um, me and the Catholic Church didn't mesh as well as I <laughs> thought, and the uh, likelihood of being a priest was just not going to be there. Um, and then I moved to country music, <laughs> which was a bit of a leap. <laughs> um, but I've been I've been singing and uh, and writing. That's kind of been the constant for me. So um, I started working on my own music and country just fit because of the storytelling aspect of it. And so that's where I found myself. Nice, I love that. What about you, Clayton? Uh, I grew up in BC as well, in a just above a place called Deep Cove. It's, it's sort of a, a quaint little. Well, it used to be hidden away, but this beautiful part of North Vancouver, which is situated right below all the mountains um, north of, of the, the city. And I grew up playing hockey. I was a hockey goalie, and Jeremy's partner and I actually uh, always nerd out talking about. Uh, and Sean, the other actor in the film, is a hockey goalie. It's, it's, it, we're kind of on a different level of uh, weirdness with, <laughs> with goaltenders. And I was an only child, and, and I grew up racing mountain bikes. And, uh, you know, I was raised by a single mom. I had such an amazing life and still do have such an amazing life provided by my mom. So um, I didn't really know what I wanted to be growing up. Working in the mountain bike industry, I always, I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do something different. I loved racing mountain bikes, but I did it for so long that it kind of just wore out its thing. Same as hockey, you know, if, if you're not really kind of going to the quote show or making it by the time you're 14 of, of making progress and uh, you kind of just give up that sort of NHL dream. And so I, I kind of floundered a little bit, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, and then just ended up kind of stumbling into acting through a mutual friend and, and realized that I wish I had kind of felt that discovery and love and passion for it earlier because it would have given me a place to exercise some of the emotions because I wasn't a bad kid, but I definitely was an emotional kid. So in high school, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble there, you know, trying to just stay focused and, and not talk back to teachers or, or you know, I don't know, just follow the program, I guess. And it's, I can have a problem with authority sometimes. There you go. A little bit of a rebel. I like that. I think everyone likes a little bit of rebel, especially in acting. So that will serve you well. And talk about uh, for me, Jeremy, um, you talked about being gay and, and, and coming out. When did you first come out to yourself? And who was the first person you told? Oh, where did I? So... Mm. It took a it took a while to come out to myself. I was kind of a late bloomer in that I had uh, girlfriends even after high school, and uh, and it it happened. 
who did I, who was the first person? Might have been my best friend, Tim, at the time. And uh, I think he was the first person that I actually uh, came out to. I didn't come out to my parents for uh, a while after, until actually after I met my uh, partner, who's now my husband, and we were living together. That's actually when I came out to my parents was after that. So yeah, it uh, it was kind of a it was kind of a process for me. I was actually kind of doing like gay 101, I like to call it, because I was in like chat rooms and I was in the country chat room and then I was like in the gay chat room <laughs> figuring out how all this works and the. I think more that I was doing that, realizing that the two worlds weren't working to, together as well either. So, um, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Great. And Clayton, talk about, we appreciate you being a fantastic ally to the community. What was your kind of first introduction to the LGBT scene? And um, actors are so great for 99% are so accepted in the community. What was your first kind of entry into that scene and having to, um, I guess, not deal with it, but uh, lack of a better word. I mean, but uh, kind of get yeah, introduced I mean, to yeah, it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's kind of been around me most of my life. My uncle was very out. And, um, I didn't have a chance to, to grow up with him uh, and spend a lot of time with him because he was estranged from the family. Not because of that. It was just personal differences on my father's side. And then growing up with my dad in my relationship, it was a bit distant anyway. So, um, but I always knew that my uncle was gay and then I had, I had gay uncles on my mom's side as well. So, and then, you know, being raised by a, a woman and, and, and being raised by a single mom who's very emotional and very open and loving, I, I just, it was never really a, a thing. I, it wasn't, there wasn't a difference. When I started to realize kind of and be more exposed to uh, that side of the community was when I started working in a fashion store um in Vancouver and I went to transition from racing mountain bikes and working in a mountain bike store, which is kind of like a snowboard shop. You know, it's kind of, I don't know, guys are smoking weed and just working on bikes and just enjoying the outdoors. Then it jumped into right. going into like high end fashion. Um, and a lot of the, the owners were gay and, and a lot of the people who worked there were gay and very out as well. And uh, that was kind of more of like spending time in on that side and, and just kind of seeing the vibrance of, of who these guys were and, and, you know, I used to get phone calls from, uh, I, I was like, I think I was like 18, and I used to get phone calls from this one guy that worked over there, and he would just say really crude, open things and hit on me and do all that kind of stuff, and I just kind of <laughs> laughed it off, and it was, it was, it was just like, I'd never had a male inter, uh, engage me like that, and then so I, it just turned into like this funny sort of comedy show, and what he wanted to get away with, and everybody's obviously different, but, you know, and that was actually, I think when I first saw two men uh, engaged in, in an intimate relationship as well, like being all, like in front, right in front of me. Um, Cause I believe most of the time my uncles were single or, or you know, didn't really have too many partners around the family. Um, but that's kind of where I saw more of, of the out community and got more of an understanding. And then I worked in a nightclub and my, my, the other bartenders were, were out and, and my managers were out and it's just, I don't know. I've always kind of been around it and it, it doesn't really, it's never been different for me. Um, other than, like I said, being young and seeing two males uh, engage in, it's more of an intimate, uh, intimate uh, relationship. And right. then, then I was like, okay. So yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it's just kind of always just been around me. It's not. I understand. That's very cool. Let's dive a little bit deeper into your backstory for a second. Jeremy, I mean, you've been an actor. You said you have 
you're the perfect dad role type of guy. I like I want to hear about that. Talk about the acting side of it, and then your writing. You've won some awards and nominations, and this is your directing debut, I think. So let's talk a little bit about your arc in, in your career. Yeah, so I guess um, it all stems stemmed from music. So I started uh, working on my own music, and then I I wanted to get better with my voice because that's how I've always written. So I went to a vocal coach and they suggested I start with musical theater. And so I kind of auditioned for musical theater roles. And, uh, and actually it ended up being that as much as it was about singing at first, I actually ended up getting cast in a lot of straight plays. So um, not musical theater. And uh, I, I love that. That was my intro to acting. And I've, uh, had the opportunity to do some of the best work that I've done in that. And um, so writing has kind of always traveled along, but um, as different actors have, you know, different opportunities, a lot of film and TV stuff was not coming to me. So I was, uh, had a lot of time on my hands to, to, to start writing and, and working on that kind of stuff. So that's what I ended up doing. And then originally I was really scared to direct. Um, and, uh, but it ended up being the right decision, especially for this, um, project. And I would say that, um, after doing it, I totally got bit by the bug to, to want to direct more. I love, I love being involved in the process from the beginning to to the very end of it and how that uh, transforms everything. I absolutely adore that. So. I love that. Very, very cool. And talk about. Um, Vancouver a bit for you I mean it's become such a hub of movie making now I am a superhero nerd so all my CW shows film there of course and I uh, know you guys have been adjacent to all those with Supernatural and uh, Legends of Tomorrow or the Legends of Tomorrow yeah Legends of Tomorrow okay I got that right very good so talk about the um movie making scene in Vancouver. Are you happy that you have a good community around there, uh, Jeremy, to kind of pull from? Yeah. And um, I mean, as far as the film and TV, there's kind of an indie. They're a little bit separate. They're not as um, cohesive as, as you might think, but because we have all the resources, um, it's really um, great to, to have the ability to, you know, to film and everything else, probably a lot easier than some other places um, because there's very talented people here that work in that community that also work in the indie community. As far as the the indie community here, I think that that's been part of the big support for me is there's been a lot of people that have been outside of like the film and TV system that have gone and just made their own work and made it happen. And I think they're, especially with indies, you kind of need to have that because if you're not the one pushing your project, it's not going to happen. It, 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 you know, you have to be behind it and passionate about it. And I have um, uh, friends of mine that were, you know, I watched them do their projects and I was like, you know what, I want to do that too. And so that's kind of been the big push towards, you know, writing and directing my own stuff. Nice. Very cool. Well, Clayton, let's go to your back, your acting background a bit. Uh, becoming very prominent this last season in When Calls the Heart, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that another time. But since I am kind of gay and a geek, I need to get into Christmas on my mind and Electra Woman and Dyna Girl because I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> let's, talk, 
let's talk about, I mean, let, let's go into When Calls the Harper. This is a huge show for Hallmark. How's that character you're hoping for an eighth season there? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, initially going into it, um, had a, when they when they auditioned for the role, um, you know, I didn't obviously know. It's a small possible recurring, uh, recurring character, and I didn't really know too much about the show. Uh, I was initially uh, informed about the show I did spray foam in the movie sets for 12 years. So basically that's like creating uh, these rock panels. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I was saying I, I was just, uh, I, I worked in the movie industry. We, we created uh, sets. And so when I first heard about when called the heart was uh, when I was working on the set, uh, making one of the mining mine shafts. That was a long time ago. And then uh, got offered the role. And for the first couple seasons or for the first couple of times that I was on it, I basically said one or two things and kind of disappeared. Um, and I, so I wasn't thinking too much about it turning into, uh, you know, a bit of a bigger role. There's so many characters on that show that have to have so many stories. Um, right. So I wasn't really sure where it was going to kind of go. And then just this last season or maybe the season before was kind of poking a little bit more of a love interest or some, some vibes between uh, Taylor's character, Fiona and, and Kevin. Um, and it's such a great show to be a part of and work on. I mean, I know a lot of these people through the industry, through years past and uh, the costume department is my mom works in the dentist office and they're her patients. And so it's like a, a little family and everybody, when you show up to work is always in such a good mood and, and it's just such a great set to be a part of. Um, and also the escapism of it too. I love being able to work on a period piece show um, just because it's a little bit different. So I'm hoping nice. that uh, season eight is greenlit uh, as far as I know that it does. Season eight is greenlit. So I'm just crossing my fingers that, uh, Kevin's journey becomes more prominent and, and involved with the show and uh, hopefully be going back because like I said, I mean, I really love the cast and crew and um, I've become pretty close with uh, Aaron Buckles who plays Jesse. He's lived with us in LA for a couple pilot seasons and uh, yeah, so I'm just hoping it turns into more work. Very nice. Well, I am a huge Christmas show geek. I watch every new show, every season on Hallmark and Lifetime and all of those. And now it's when they usually film those. I mean, they film all of those up in Canada. Talk about, uh, do you have anything else? Christmas on my mind was fun. Andrew Walker's like in a dozen of them a year. Uh, Jack A seems like she'd be a hoot. Talk about uh, doing Christmas movies. Was it fun? Do you think you'll be able to do another one? Yeah, I mean, I love I love Christmas movies. It's such a feel good vibe, and it's always interesting to film them outside of the season. I actually filmed another Christmas movie in L.A. in the middle of the summer, um, which was <laughs> pretty interesting. Uh, to put on all the, you know, the Christmas stuff and we're out there and it's like 105 degrees out in the valley. But um, Christmas on my mind was great. I didn't get to spend a lot of time with Jack A. I met her uh, briefly uh, for a drink with all the cast and crew and I said hi to her, but I didn't have a chance to, to interact with her too much. Uh, but Andrew Walker was, he, he's, he's an amazing guy. Him and I just talked about life and on a personal level and I just felt, uh, I felt like, you know, very at ease talking to him and, and just chatting with him about, like I said, life. He's, he's a great guy. Um, and great. just filming a Christmas movie back in Deep Cove was amazing. I mean, just to be back in the place where I grew up uh, and I worked in the bike shop when it was there, and that was one of my my ideal situations was to be a kid who loved mountain biking, <laughs> working in this iconic mountain bike store in Deep Cove, uh, and then to go back and, and film a movie there as an actor, it, it, it was really kind of, you know, sentimental to me it, it it was awesome so that that movie in itself um aside from the christmas vibes just kind of it, it hit home a little bit more just to be down there and, and and film right in my backyard 
That is definitely a full circle moment. I love that. And I do got to play with you a little bit because I'm old. And so Electra Woman and Diner Girl was like my kid's show growing up with the famous Deidre Hall from Days of Our Lives. Yeah. And so you have this remake with these YouTube stars. Was that a fun little thing to do? It looked silly as hell. We didn't, I didn't see any of it I here was, in the States. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I was so excited to play that character. I mean, they're like, yeah, you're going to wear like a superhero costume, and it's a comedy. And we don't get to do a lot of comedy up here. And, you know, I wouldn't say comedy is my, my forte, but I do love being able to be a part of it and kind of, you know, doing improv and just having quick, quick scenes. And uh, Hannah and Grace were, were great to work with. Um, they're a lot of fun. They were YouTube stars. So seeing their transition just from doing sketch comedy on YouTube and getting into, um, you know, actual acting, which was quite interesting and, and seeing how well they handled themselves and, and they bantered off each other. It was, it was great. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I really wished it turned into more. I, I, it was supposed to be a small web series or like a small streaming series. Then they released it as a feature. I don't really think it was shot to be a feature, but you know, it had the potential to be. And I just wish that right. I hope that they'll make another one. Because even though I died, hopefully maybe I'll go back. But I'd love to see, you know, what they would do with it again. It was, it was a really fun show to be a part of. There you go. Well, I'm just glad they did it. It was just a fun blast in the past for me to see it when I was going through your resume there. So that is very cool. Let's jump into the movie, those guys. We're going to talk about Dominic Cord now, which was uh, written and directed by his directorial debut by Jeremy here. Jeremy, where's? We've got your country background now, but talk about the story and why it was so important to you. Uh, so I guess just under 20 years ago, I walked away from country music. So um, one of my idols, rumors came out about uh, him, and uh, it basically destroyed his career. And then I watched that happen, and I just thought that there, without living a double life, it wasn't going to be a possible career choice. And so I kind of switched gears and uh, um, I was belonged to a songwriting group at the time out in the suburbs of Vancouver, Langley. Um, and I live, was living in Surrey at the time. And so I moved to Vancouver uh, downtown um, and I just kind of just left it all behind. And then I kind of had, you know, been watching what was happening, but not really being involved in country music. And even for a period of time, I, couldn't stand listening to it. Um, I think because of just how much it hurt being away from it. And uh, so coming full circle was realizing, you know, Shelley Wright came out in 2010, Ty Herndon and Billy Gilman 2014, and a few others have come out since then. Um, but the country music itself hasn't changed. Uh, there are still no um, mainstream, like um, super successful uh, LGBTQ artists that are being played on country radio. And I guess I got fed up with that. And I thought the idea popped in my head about kind of a what if situation had I continued and stayed in the closet and what would that have looked like and eventually um, how it would come to a head. And so that's what the film is about. You know, it's about a, a closeted country music star who is on the verge of being outed and the choice that even in, because uh, it's present day, even in 2020, that they would still have to be forced to make. Yeah, it's an amazing film. I love it. I can't wait for everyone else to hear it. Now, it is, like you said, it's a short film, and it's, uh, 
I won't say it has the most positive outcome, not to give anything away, but let's talk about the long term. Have you written out a full length for it if, if people respond to it as much as I think they will, that you can see this turning into a full feature? Yeah, so I actually um, have written the full the full feature. I uh, took a trip to Nashville in October and I met Ty Herndon. He's seen the film and he was very encouraged. Uh, it was very encouraging to me, and he he met up with me for lunch and we talked about it and uh, and we could you know see the potential for something bigger. And the other part of the the bigger picture for the features, I really. For the short, I had to focus, but for the future, I really want to expand to all of the inequality in country music, the um, the fact that women only get paid, uh, played 10% on country radio, um, that there are barely any people of color in country music um, that are known, th- those kind of things. So I'd, I'd like to encompass all of it because I think you can't talk about just one portion of inequality in country music i think to change it you need to change all of it gotcha no that's great i love that i i really hope it becomes a feature because it definitely lends itself to it uh clayton talk about your part here you are the country star that has to deal with this possible outing i mean it's an amazing acting role you go through a lot of emotions in it from the the love you're feeling towards your partner to the apprehension of what this is going to mean on the outing, to what it's going to mean in the future. Talk about tackling this role. It had a lot of range, my friend. You did very good. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a, the characters, especially my characters, go through quite a journey in, in that span of time um, in, in the film, in the short film. So it, it's, it is quite a roller coaster. Um, and then... You know, initially taking on the role, uh, I wasn't really sure how to play it other than just play it honest for the emotional side of it for myself of whatever struggle I've felt in my own life. Um, obviously, being a straight male, I, there's some things I, 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 I try to understand, but there's some things I have never lived through um, sure. to, to be able to portray that or bring that to the table. But, um, you know, it's it just un, in understanding somebody's struggle uh, to feel um, accepted and, and, and then also to, to try and put your career, you know, above and beyond anything else, um, even your own sexuality or even your own um, understanding of, of yourself it's, it's, it, and, and to hide it. And, and just, again, trying to find the honesty about the situations and, and bring out those emotions and, and then just enjoy the journey for me as an actor and, and never having played, um, you know, a lot of my friends did theater growing up and, and they would have characters that were, were open or, or they've done plays where they've had male, male, uh, intimacy. And, and I had never done that. I didn't come from a theater background, but I did come from an honest emotional background, you know, my, and, and like I said, my mom is very caring and nurturing and we talked about everything and, you know, I, I can honestly say there's, there's, you know, as you get older, you discover that it's not really so black and white human interaction and, and, and human connection. It, it, there's just so much more to it. And, and people become very blind and looking at the, the fact that they look at it from just a sexual standpoint, but, you know, to interact with, with, with male, male chemistry with my friends. I mean, even my, my buddies, we still hug each other every time we see each other. We always tell each other we love each other. So, like I said, I mean, just finding the honesty of human relation for me as an actor is kind of what I had to bring to the table, not, you know, not coming from a, a background where I had to feel 
uh, closeted or, or anything like that because of my, you know, straight background, I guess. Sorry if I'm rambling, but right. I'm just trying to find the right uh, the right words here. No, it's very well said. And like I said, you, you portray it beautifully, and you do see that range of emotion, definitely. I want to talk about the music for a second, Jeremy. Um, we're going to play at the end of the interview here Brandon Stansel's song he wrote for this movie. Brandon's a great friend of the show. Uh, we've had him on just a couple weeks ago and uh, is an amazing singer-songwriter. was the very first um, video on CMT for an out artist. So there is a little hope in there. Um, talk about having Brandon contribute music and also talk about you get a very small clip of the tequila talking, which is the big hit for um, Clayton's character there. Do we have a full song written for that? Yeah. So um, so having Brandon was it, – it, it's one of those things where I, uh, I think I, I tell filmmakers you never know what you're going to get unless you ask. So – um, I approached, I was looking for LGBTQ artists uh, because I really wanted that to be part of the music of, uh, of, the, um, of the film. And I actually had written a song called Secrets and Lies uh, originally that I was like, oh, well, uh, maybe I can get an LGBTQ artist to sing it. And then when I approached uh, Brandon and uh, Ryan, his manager, with the, the script and stuff like that, they're like, we can do one better and we'll... Brandon will contribute an original song for the film. And I was like blown away by it. Um, and then when we received the song um, afterwards, uh, when, and it just fit perfectly because it was kind of, we received it in around the same time we were doing the, uh, the first kind of edit. And uh, the place that I, I knew that I wanted the song to be um, is, is close to the end. And it just, every single time I hear it, it just gives me chills. And uh, it was written by Brandon Stansel and uh, Jeffrey James, who was just uh, on NBC's Songland, I think a couple nights ago, um, with right. his uh, We Can Be Heroes. So that was really, um, uh, really cool um, to have that. And then Tequila Talking actually was a song that I originally wrote when I was pursuing country music. And so I had the ability to, to bring it back. And I worked with the same producer that I was working with, uh, Jeff Robertson, here in, in uh, the Vancouver area. And, uh, and we re- redid the song. We totally um, updated it from the late 90s to, to now. And it's... Uh, so I actually have both versions of the song. Very cool. I love that. And Clayton, uh, are you the one that sang that small clip of it? And do you sing? Uh, I sing alone in the shower and in the car. <laughs> but I think that if anybody heard me singing, they would run. Um, I, I've never been a, you know, I've always been interested in singing. I just have never got the gall up to, to try it. I'm going right. to toot my own horn a little bit. You know, even though I just made that joke, I think I'm okay. I think I could take some lessons from Jeremy. My grandma was actually a, a musician. She was a, an entertainer. She had a group, and she was a singer and and uh, and musician, played the piano and a bunch of other stuff. And I really wish that uh, she passed a little bit of that on to me hands-on, but maybe in the genetics there's a little bit of talent there somewhere. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like there to try it. There you go. I like it. I like it. So we're going to have this big debut, Jeremy, on May 20th. 
Deku is such a great streaming platform for LGBT movies. I'm very excited to see it there. Uh, video on demand, of course, through Vimeo. Talk about this. Is there anything? It's going to be May 20th. Anything special for the launch? I think you need to do a live stream with Brandon. He's been doing really good at those lately. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. We're going to be talking about trying to get uh, as many, uh, I think, live streams going as as we can for it. And uh, I'm actually taking over uh, doing the Deku takeover for May 20th. So I'll be taking over their Instagram um, nice. stories for the day. So yeah, so we're. I'm kind of compiling a bunch of stuff that I have as far as for, um, you know, never seen, uh, before seen footage, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and just to really be able to give people a really good idea of the amazing, there's so many amazing people that were involved with making this. Like, I mean, that's the thing with independent film is it, nobody makes a film on their own. There's my, you know, right, my, right. my DOP, my composer, every, you know, everybody, uh, there's way too many people to list. We don't have time for it right now, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm incredibly thankful to that. So I, I like to give, um, you know, a glimpse into the, what it takes to, to put it all together. And of course my amazing cast, Clayton and, uh, Sean and, uh, Caitlin, who just, you know, blew, blew me away every day with the performances and stuff like that. So. Very nice. Well, it is an amazing film. I can't wait to help blow it up. I will shout it out for my radio show that day and on my social media. Clayton, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. Let everyone know, do you have any other upcoming projects we should be on the lookout for, and where can they find you on social media, my friend? Uh, Social media, Instagram is just, I believe, underscore Clayton underscore James, as I changed my last name uh, just recently for something to do. Um, and, uh, <laughs> then I, I have, uh, I have, uh, my, my, my last name's Chitty. I went by Chitty for a long time and I, I don't know. I love it, but I just decided to just, just change it up. Anyway. How many Chitty, um, Chitty Bang Bang jokes were there in, in middle school? It had to be a dozen. To be honest with you, it was a bit like a boy named Sue. I, I, my legal last name, and I don't know why I'm telling people this, but it's Oldham. So my father's name is Old, it's Oldham. So O-L-D-H-A-M. Old ham hyphen shitty. <laughs> so there is endless possibilities. Kids are so creative of making fun of that last name. And like I said, I grew up very emotional and very charged. So they got a rise out of me <laughs> pretty quick. Um, and, and yeah, and again, it was uh, like a boy named Sue. I, I I grew a thick skin of it after a while, but it took a bit. Um, and upcoming projects. Everything's slowed down for me right now, but there's another one coming out. Uh, I believe I'm not sure which network it'll play on, but called blueprint to the heart and uh it's almost like a uh a tv reality show where these where these people go in and they, they they overtake homes and they redo homes so it's a love story between the two of those characters and uh i myself play the ex who plays a producer um on the sh- on the little show so that's a fun one to look out for other than that um just waiting for things to kind of fire back up and do time and when it when it needs to happen there you go. Well, you're going to have to come back on the show when these things start going and keep us up to date. Jeremy, talk about where to. they can find you on social media. I appreciate that, my friend. Where can we find you on social media and talk about uh, where is there a website for the film yet, or is it just going to be released through the streaming? So there is a website, uh, and it's uh, dominantcorgfilm.com. And uh, for... Uh, mo- most of the social media is dominant cord film. 
you know, you can easily find us. Um, Twitter, because you can't have that many characters, it's Dom Cord Film. Um, and me personally, everywhere, I'm uh, Jeremy B. LaRue. Fantastic. Well, speaking of websites, I was telling Jeremy offsite, he has uh, the best website in the world. If you need a storyteller, a writer, a singer, a director, an actor, you need to check out his website because it's probably one of the best done websites I have seen. Guys, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks for being part of the Left and Straight show. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you for having us. All right, well, stay on the line, guys. We are going to play out to a little bit of Brandon Stanza right now with the feature song from the show, Wide Awake. And be on the lookout for a special five questions with Clayton and Jeremy. We're going to have that on our bonus footage. Guys, you're listening to Left to Straight Show right here on the Left to Straight Radio Network. I'll be back on the other side. Here is Wide Awake. I woke up in the middle of a dream Cause I swore that you were lying next to me But all I have are these empty sheets To cover the rest of what you left of me And though I can hear you through these walls You just won't let me go This used to be our home And now I'm only living in silence With words I regret That won't let me sleep in my bed I know I'm lying What a way And I'm trying not to think about you Think about you now I know I denying If I said that I didn't want to Think about you, think about you now Cause when I'm wide awake I don't know how Time has killed my memories Every time that I fall asleep You come running back to me And I'm not alone in these empty sheets And oh, I can feel you like a song Your haunting melody That I used to sing along But now I'm in my bed And I'm lying wide awake And I'm trying not to think about you Think about you now And I'm lying If I said that I didn't want to Think about you Think about you now
everybody, friends. We are back. That was our buddy Steve Grand with Good to See You. Hopefully we'll have Steve Grand on the show. He usually comes on right before he does his Provincetown uh, residency over the summer, but who knows if that's even going on this year. We'll find out. But uh, speaking of good to see you, I'm so happy to have my next guest on. It's been a hot minute. I think they haven't been on since uh, about a year ago Christmas when they kind of in with us. They are an amazing couple that found the perfect match for each other after meeting on a movie set. They've been tearing it up over Corona quarantine with great videos and stories over social media, from the latest TikTok challenge to the YouTube boyfriend tags, and have continued to make their way into all of our hearts as they have with each other. They're putting together an amazing comedy series, all our real world, that you fans have helped make. And I can't wait to talk to him all about this and more. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. Scotty Dynamo and Mr. Mike Heslin. Guys, how we doing? Good. good. How's it going? How's it going? It's good to have you guys on. Where are you calling from this corona quarantine? I've been watching the social media, and it looks like there's some amazing views from wherever you're at. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks for having us. Um, we're currently quarantining in Arizona at my family's house. We happen to be out here before everything hit the fan. So it's beautiful, oh, okay. constant blue skies, and we decided we'll just stay put until further notice. It could be worse. It could be worse. That's the way you have to do it. I mean, there's not much else you can do. Mike, how are you holding up? Uh, good. You know, just trying to stay healthy and sane. It goes really well every other day. And, you know, we're all just doing our best. We're all just uh, a bit of an emotional roller coaster. But, uh, you know, we're living our best quarantine lives right now and uh, trying to make the most of it. Trying to stay creative and go. productive. Yeah. Nice. Well, you guys are always so busy traveling everywhere. you got lots of projects in the fire. So it, it's got to be a little nice just to hunker down for a bit i would imagine you've been doing these great videos and uh were you guys on tiktok before this or you just kind of had to join the fray you know i think we were initially just kind of like seeing you know different tiktoks uh, get posted on you know instagram or, or twitter and we were kind of thinking of dabbling with it but this was kind of the perfect time to sort of just jump into it um, now that we have a bit more free time to kind of get creative and learn, you know, the weekly or the viral dance of the week or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've been on it for I guess almost a month now and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I will fully admit I went from being kind of a hater to like very obsessed with it. <laughs> a couple of months ago, I was like, what is this thing? What are the kids doing now? I can't take on something else. And then I found myself constantly scrolling. I think it's so fun. Honestly, I think it's more fun and engaging than Instagram because it's silly and creative. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is the next big thing and it's what the cool kids are doing. I get really frustrated though with the, uh, part one tune in or like to see my second part and then I can never find the second part because I'm old and stupid and don't know how to use it but other than that I like it a lot it's kind of fun oh I'm right there with you on that one you won't get that from us I'm like that 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 you're expecting me to remember to come back later to there's no way come on but I feel right right well, I mean, Scotty, you've been doing videos forever. Your YouTube channel started back like 12 years ago last month. Um, as a matter of fact, just to give you um, a little blast from the past, here is your very first video. I'm going to embarrass the hell out of you. This is a little oh, Scotty Dynamo with cards, glamour, fame, and money, guys. 
I got for a blast for the past 12 years ago. <laughs> I, uh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, yeah that, that, that takes me back for sure. Oh, I can't wait to go watch that later. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about it with Mike, and I was like, we should kind of just, like, dig up some old videos and just, like, I forget sometimes because it's been so long. Every once in a while, someone will share something with me and be like, remember when you did this, and I honestly don't. But, um, but yeah, we got to go, uh, dig up some embarrassing videos for you guys. <laughs> there you go. And Mike's not getting off easy. Back in 2010, he played the fairy in a little doc called The Fourth Wall. Just kidding. I couldn't find it. I tried. I tried really hard, but I couldn't find it. Mike, you're not <laughs> oh, on video so that much. that's so funny. Well, that, that, that took me a second to realize what that was. That's a docu. I was in a show called The Donkey Show. Um, Diane Paulus directed at the ART in Cambridge. Um, but that's a documentary on it. I think I've ever seen it either actually so if you can find it send it my way oh my I god i couldn't find any video on you i mean i got 12 years of scotty but i don't have anything for you so wasn't much fun for me but <laughs> now you've been okay. doing the these boyfriend best. tags you've done three or four now are we really getting to know each other and is this helping in quarantine now that you can't get away from each other how are these going yeah i mean it's uh, we i mean genuinely love creating stuff just in general, I feel like we always need to be kind of like working on some sort of project, whether it's like a video or, you know, writing some, uh, some comedy stuff, uh, obviously with me working on music and, and the DJ stuff as well. And it's kind of like, you know, a really good time and to, or it's kind of been awesome to be able to sit down together and, um, really collaborate on stuff that we enjoy making and it's, you know, fun to pass the time and, answer some silly questions and, and obviously with the TikTok, do some of the silly dances and that sort of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're mixing it up, we're trying to try trying some different things, I guess. Well, the fans love them. And so I put together my own little five boyfriend tag questions for you. So let's see how oh, you do awesome. here. Okay. All, All right. right. So here we go. We'll start. We'll let Scotty start. And then Mike, you can answer next. Number one, we're going to do a special five questions with Scott and Mike later, too. you got to look for that bonus content. But let's do these. <laughs> Number one, if the other wasn't made for the entertainment business, they would be really great. Scotty, what would Mike be really great at? Oh, my God. So I can't pick anything behind the scenes when it comes to the entertainment business either? I'll let you cheat. Okay, go ahead. Since I'm catching you off okay. guard. Um, okay, so if he wasn't in front of the camera doing his thing, he would make a really good manager or agent. But I think he'd also be a really good family doctor. A family doctor, nice. I feel like he would be a good, um, a good like therapist or life coach because he's like very sweet and such a good listener, and like people would just pay him to sit across from him for an hour and leave the room feeling better. Wow. Aw, nice. Nice. All right. Question number two. If I could raid his closet and turn just or burn just one piece of clothing of his, it would be this. Wow. Um, oh, God. Okay. I'm about to get roasted. No, I mean, <laughs> I will, like, you make it work. You have your own sense of style, and it, it works for you. Um, there is a tank top 
that I might throw out. It has buttons on it. I feel like I might buttons. Yeah, I feel like I might toss it. <laughs> or replace it with something, you know. I'll help you out. There you That's go. That's fair. I'm overdue. Um, Mike, what, if- <laughs> what would you replace of mine or burn? Oh God. Ugh, I don't want to cop out of the question. I don't there's really nothing. He's much more fashionable than I am and I'm always borrowing his clothes. There's some shoes that are quite sparkly. Oh, I do have a gold pair of Nikes. Sparkly. Yeah. Nice. And I love sparkles, love glitter, but they're 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 a little loud. To be fair, they're not like an everyday shoe. It's not like a Monday through Friday thing. It's more <laughs> like once a week, once every couple of weeks if there's like an event or something that calls for it. Fair enough. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't want to cause any wars, but question number three, the last thing I complimented him on that was maybe just a little bit forced was. Oh, wow. That's a little bit what? A little bit forced. Oh. Has he cooked something that maybe is not good? Uh, <laughs> put an outfit together. Uh, <laughs> maybe like a haircut. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just because it's, uh, you know, we don't have access to, uh, you know, haircuts, salons, that sort of stuff. So maybe like some sort of haircut or hairdo um, over the past few weeks. But I mean, we're just doing the best we can right now. There you go, Mike. Your do has been going to that headband in every which way but loose, my friend. But it's it's still cute. You're still cute. Oh All my right, God. What about? I, uh... I, yeah, <laughs> I am so desperate for a haircut. I truly like don't know if it weren't for the headband and my hat, like. Oof. I'm not fit for human consumption right now. I've offered to cut it, but he he won't let me. But maybe maybe by the end of next week or something. We'll see. We're getting desperate. Ohio is finally opening up uh, this Friday coming up. We're going to be able to go back to outdoor eating at restaurants and a hair salon. So I am living for this Friday. I don't even want to let you know. (laughs) Same. Yeah, we heard that, like I said, we're in Arizona, and uh, allegedly the same thing is happening here, at least with hair salons next week. So I'm I'm holding out. There you go. All right, next question. If I let him buy whatever he wanted on the company credit card, it would be what? Wait, can you repeat that question? If I let him buy? If if I would let him buy anything on the company credit card, what would it be? What would be his big extravagant purchase? Oh, I, where do I start? Um, <laughs> uh, I would say like a massive aquarium of some sort, or nice. Yeah, that's that's a trip to Hawaii to go diving with sharks or something. Which I wouldn't be mad at, so you know, it wouldn't be an awful surprise. But I'd say one of either of those, I think, would be would be the the ones that he would spend money on for sure. That's accurate. There you go. What what kind of fish would you fill the tank with, Mike? So I'm like huge animal lover, and before I like uh, really pursued like entertainment or whatever, I was uh, studying to be a marine biologist and uh, applied to like veterinary programs as well. So it would be like like sharks that are legal to have, like you know, like tiny little ones, and you know, my dream is to have like a um, like a whole like um, saltwater like outdoor aquarium like as a moat around my future home. <laughs> but I like. We'll it. see. And we'll what would see. Scotty's extravagant purchase be? Huh? 
You know, I feel like you would get some, like, crazy cards. What? Like, you, I, I know you would say you're not a car person, but you're always asking about, like, oh, what do you think of that? Or isn't that Jeep cool? You would get, like, something, like, some new Jeep and trick it out. It would be neon and, like, wow. with all the lights inside. <laughs> I think it would be something fun like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that sounds about right. There you go. All right, last question. What do you really want people to know about him that they don't? Oh, oh man. Um, I guess, well, a few things. But the the biggest thing for me is that he has an incredible voice and also played the piano extremely well for us the the other night, um, which it was one of my first times getting to experience that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the world deserves to kind of – hear more of that and witness that so i'm hoping that um you know once things you know go back to normal later this year that we get a chance to kind of uh you know have him share his uh his vocal and musical abilities with the world nice i like that mikey what about scott what, what should we know about him well say kind of like affirming you know i think with like especially you've been a YouTuber for so long, I think people, uh, it's a common misconception that it's like a character, like that that's not really what people are like in real life, which I'm sure is the case for lots of people. Um, but I guess I would just affirm, like, he really is that sweet. He's the most patient person I've ever, ever, ever met. Like, he works 24 hours a day, but always eager to help out someone else. We will listen, you know, for hours. Uh, always trying to problem solve like you I've never maybe like once seen you lose your cool and your version of losing your cool is like the most Canadian thing I've ever seen <laughs> um but yeah he, he's just a little angel oh nice Aww. that was an excellent boyfriend tag boys thank you very much for that very <laughs> sweet I love it all right, well, I want to get into the influencers. This is an amazing project Ooh, I want to hear yeah. all about. You started off with a $10,000 goal. You reached that in less than a week and were able to do some stretch goals up to a little over 14000 Talk about the impetus of the project and fill my listeners in. Yeah, so that fourteen grand was just um... – we, we shot the whole thing, and then we discovered, as you do, that we needed a little bit more money for post-production, so we did a Kickstarter, um, and we were blown away. We were so – I'd never done anything like that before. We were so nervous about it, and we were blown away by the support. We raised it in, like, four days, um, so that was incredible. But we came up with the idea a little over a year ago where, you know, just – social media is such a part of everyday life and, you know, just kind of witnessing some characters on, you know, Instagram or YouTube or whatever. And we came up with this idea and we were like, what if you put some of the craziest of these social media stars or influencers in a house together? And like they had to uh, compete for a competition and you were like filming them like big brother. So like, there's no escaping. They can't like curate everything, you know, or they can try, but like, we'd see what's act, what they're actually like. <laughs> and we were like, that's, I don't know. I was, I thought it was interesting. We hadn't seen it before and started writing and, you know, pitching. And eight months later we were shooting it and it was the most fun experience I've ever had. Nice. And who took on what um, projects of it? What, what, what parts did each of you guys play on it? As far as producing, writing, direct, anything like that? 
Yeah, so we both are executive producers of it. I wrote and directed it, um, and we are both in it. We play an insta couple um, that's very different from how we are in real life. They do not like each other very much, um, and that's all I, I will say about that to not give anything away. Um, but, yeah, it was a very – I mean, the way we work together on everything is super collaborative, um, even if – a certain project is more so one or the others. We're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And yeah, I mean, couldn't have done it without each other. Nice. And tell me how the project came together. Um, starring Noam Ash, who I love, good friend of the show as well. Talk about your, your actors you gathered and where did you guys shoot at? Um, so we shot in Toronto last October. Yeah. Um, and the ca- casting was an interesting thing, and this is very like typical in our industry. But you know, we had a cast, and we like lost two pe- two people booked like huge movies a week before, and then we had to recast. But it's funny how you know things always work out as they should. And and the cast we ended up with, we were incredibly proud of, and, and they were just phenomenal. Like ideas in my head of what these characters would be like our actors showed up and brought uh, things I hadn't even thought of to the characters. Um, So yeah, Noam is a good friend of ours. He's also my creative partner, my writing partner. Um, So we knew pretty early on that that role, this uh, role of Cruz, this like self-made entrepreneur would be perfect for him. And you're going to die when you see him. He gives such a good performance. (laughs) I I told him like when we were in post production and I we, the episodes were pretty much done or we had assemblies in order. I was like, "This is the best thing you've ever done," and I don't want to say it's my directing or whatever, but he, I mean, he's hysterical, <laughs> so you will really enjoy it. Um, and then there's some new faces. There's, I, I mean, there's so much talent in Toronto. Uh, my friend uh, Luciana Falhaber. Uh, flew in from LA to do it. Um, so it, it was kind of a mixed match of talent from New York, Toronto, and LA. So some familiar faces, some new faces. And um, yeah, we're, we actually are already working on season two, which is a little different and exciting in a new way. But yeah, it's kind of um, in a very lovely way consumed our lives the past year, but it's been a ton of fun. That's fantastic. I don't even know if you know this, Mike, but I remember when you guys were very right before you guys started dating, I had just had Scotty on my show for the first time. And so we were talking a little bit back and forth on social media and he was saying, I have a crush on somebody. It's a secret. And then, so I DM'd him. I said, who is it? Who is it? He says, Mike Heslin. I said, wait a second. I thought Mike was dating Gnome. Cause I used to see you guys in pictures together all the time. Oh, so yeah. yeah. We get that a lot. You guys were... <laughs> No, that's so funny. Yeah, Noam is um, one of my oldest friends, and we've the past three years we've our relationship has evolved, and we started a production company together recently. And um, yeah, so Noam's a big part of both of our lives. But yeah, we get that a lot. People were very confused and thought (laughs) like I broke up with Noam for Scotty. um, That tracks. I I understand. I was just happy to be there in the beginning. He was head over heels in Lerv, that's for sure, I remember. Uh, let's oh, talk man. about um, the product placement there. we got a little juicy talks we're going to be talking about. What product would you guys like to endorse? What's your go-to product you would kill and die to endorse? Oh, my God. Um, I know what it – wait, no, you and I have talked about this. We're – 
we wouldn't mind getting on that um that hotel train you know where you're like basically flown around the world to stay in like five five stars five star hotels to endorse them we were like we could get really really yeah or like some airline used to that yeah sure anything travel related travel related anything um that could allow us to just like you know i don't know some interior design type thing just I'm also trying to be practical and be like, what do we use daily? That it would be nice to just like have a ship to the house every month. There you go. There you go. Make it easy. What the heck? Very, yeah, very cool. Traveling. I'm excited for this. Hopefully everything will start getting back together. What other projects did you have on hold and what are your hopes for upcoming? When do you think this might be released? Oh, well, so in terms of influencers, we just, officially locked the trailer like two weeks ago so we just started shopping it around um and can't really give away anything yet um but i guess the only thing we'll say is it was a huge shot in the arm you know after so much hard work to uh the response was very positive so far and you know everyone's like this looks amazing like can't wait to like watch the rest of it and check it out um so stay tuned can't really release any details but you want to tell them what you've been working on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been working on a ton of music, um, so that's been fun. But, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to wait a little bit to uh, to see when things open up again so I can actually, you know, film some, some videos for the songs and, you know, do like a proper release and stuff. But, um, but, yeah, it's been nice to have some time to really just sit down and finish up a bunch of songs that I've had lying around for the past few months. So, um, yeah, some music stuff some influencers stuff and uh yeah bit of tv bit of music nice now i i, I kind of made you listen to that your very first song out there do you feel your music influences have changed what kind of music are you going to be releasing what where do you feel the vibe is right now um i mean right now it's you know it's very pop top 40 but with like that edm sort of flavors so i guess similar to this calvin harris um, Kygo and, and, and those sort of guys, um, obviously with my own, <laughs> my own flair, I think it's definitely evolved, uh, since the beginning, but I've been experimenting with different sounds, a lot of like sort of disco-ish elements, um, a lot of eighties and nineties influence. I'm just obsessed with eighties and nineties movies. We actually watched, um, the other night oh, yeah, and, the, all and, of them. and all of them back to back. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just like a, such a fun era, such a feel-good era for music and and, and film and stuff. So um, yeah, I guess there's a bit of that kind of influence in the new stuff. Um, I feel like your music's evolved, you know, with the times. Like that song you played, you know, sounded yeah. at the moment yeah. when that came out. And I think that in like 2008 for sure. The new stuff you're working on definitely sounds you no know, more like today with some like fun inspiration <laughs> behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very, very cool. Well, guys, I appreciate you checking in. I just love following you on social media and love the story you guys have playing out with each other and all you're doing in your careers. And I really appreciate you taking the chance to catch up with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, let everyone know where they can find you. Talk about your YouTube or websites and social media handles. Well, First and foremost, you can check out our TikTok. I can't believe I'm saying that at Mike and Scotty. But honestly, it's so much fun. Um, and then I'm at Mike Heslin on all the things. I'm at Scotty Dynamo on all the things. And Alrighty, yeah, that's also well, the best place where you can keep up to date on the influencers. And as soon as we 
can announce where and when it's being released. We, it'll be on all our channels. So follow along. I will be looking forward to it, and we'll have to have, have you back when it gets as a big premiere, wherever that happens to be. Guys, thanks so much for being on the Leftist Straight Show. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. There you go. Same to you guys. Stay on the line for me. Guys, going to play out to one of my favorite Scotty Dynamo songs. And we'll be back. Be, able, be on the lookout for a very fun five questions with Scott and Mike. You're listening to the Leftist Straight Show right here on the Leftist Straight Radio Network. I'll be back right after the song. You show me yours. I'll show you mine. Let's begin. Don't know what you heard about me. Dance moves like a certified G. On three, take it out with your scene. Better keep that beat with your two left feet. I ain't got no time for no witty pickup lines. If your crew ain't down to get it, then I'll be the zen goodbye. You got that boom, chicka boom. You got that boom, chicka 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 boom. I said alright, okay. You ain't no fiance, but I really think it's time you put that body on the display.
And we are back. That was Scotty Dynamo with Show Me Yours. Guys, thanks so much for listening tonight, and thanks for tuning in all week long. I love doing these five shows for you. I think we're going to have to keep it up because we're having a good time, and you guys are tuning in, and we appreciate that. We're averaging over 30,000 listeners a week now, up almost 10,000 from our normal shows back in the day. So I thank you so much for all of that. Big thank you to all my guests. Of course, our very first Friday Fitness Minute with Jake Dean Taylor. He'll be back in two weeks. Next week, Jason Caceres will be sharing his Friday Fitness Minute with us. And, of course, from the Dominic Cord movie, we have Jeremy LaRue and Clayton James. Guys, it comes out May 20th. Be sure to get over to Deku or stream it off of the, uh, I think it's Vivo On Demand or wherever you can find it on demand. It's a great little short. And then, of course, our buddies Scotty Dynamo and Mike Heslin, cutest couple in the world, both talented as heck, and can't wait to see their new movie coming out. It's going to be fun. It's actually series. So great time. I appreciate everyone listening in. Next week, lots of more great interviews coming for you on Musical Monday. We'll have artist Spencer Day, who has a couple of great new collabs with Effie Passero from American Idol. And Stuart Taylor will be our musical guest on Musical Monday. And, of course, we'll have a musical minute with Jay Knight, our brand new special correspondent, Jay Knight, who is an indie music artist, singer, songwriter himself. So he'll be doing a Monday musical minute, and then we'll have artist Spencer Day and Stuart Taylor. Then throughout the week, we're going to have actor Ronaldo Pacheco, director Mark Schwab from Diamond in the Rough Films, trans activist Buck Angel will be stopping by, motivational speaker, leadership speaker Shane Feldman will be by. David and Terry from the Park Ridge Lodge in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, is going to tell us all about their lodge opening up on Memorial Day. Chad Camp from Flip Phone Events, who's arranged the Golden Girl Cruises at Sea and some excellent drag brunches and drag parties streaming in the Minneapolis area will be on. And a few more guests. So a great week next week. We'll be here every day, Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock Pacific time. 9 o'clock Eastern Time here on the East Coast. As I said, if you're not following me on social media, social media, I hope you do, please. That would be at Left of Straight on Twitter and on Instagram. On Facebook, it's the Left of Straight show page. Or my personal Facebook, Scott Fullerton. It's uh, public, so just send me over a friend request. I appreciate it. And you can check out everything at the www.leftofstraight.com website. I appreciate you being part of the Left of Straight family, guys and gals. We'll see you next week with all new episodes. Thanks again to my guests all this week, and have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye.